Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, beloved, we're Episcopalians. We can do better than that. <laughs> Alleluia, Christ is risen. Thank you. Looking at these lessons, just what's going on here? It seems to me this is sort of the biblical version of the film Back to the Future. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter. That means for the last six weeks, we have been celebrating the Lord's resurrection. Indeed, on Thursday, we celebrated the Lord's ascension. But Look at the gospel reading. Jesus is back again the night before the crucifixion, praying what has come to be known as the Lord's high priestly prayer. If you look at the reading from Acts of the Apostles, the event there, Peter preaching that sermon and the choice of another apostle also follows the ascension where the apostles heard the Great Commission, you know the Great Commission, go baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. They had received that commission, and now looking forward to what we, and had also what we, gone through the experience that we will honor next Sunday, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And again, the reading from 1 John, probably written some two centuries later. There seems to be a certain tension between these lessons, how they conflict with time. It sort of leaves me with a feeling that I would call betwixt and between because I think the readings are betwixt and between, the major events of the Christ experience. Peter's sermon occurs after receiving the commission and then receiving the power to carry out that commission on Pentecost. They needed a full team for this task, for this monumental world-winning task. So they had to choose a 12th apostle who had also experienced, as the remaining 11 had, both Christ Jesus before the crucifixion and had experiences with, after Christ's resurrection with the Lord as well. So the apostles were betwixt and between, between the mission that they had with Christ and now the mission with Christ no longer physically present, but with the mission with the Holy Spirit. It seems to me that the author of First John, because now, this 200 years later, the church is faced with a mission after all of the 12 apostles are also gone. And the writer and the church is complicated by a different major crisis as well. 
there had been a major split in the church, a significant number of people leaving the church. They were called the Gnostics, and they thought that knowledge was the key to salvation, but they denied the incarnation. They denied that a God would become true man, as we attest every time we, we, we ascribe to one of the creeds, either one of them. So, and there was a matter of ethics as well. The Gnostics came to despise the people, the people of the, the faithful of the church because they disagreed with them. So the writer and the church in that era, the second or third century, had to try to keep the church on the right path, affirming the Christian faith, including the commandment to love one another, and including the affirmation that we have eternal life. Thus that sentence at the end of today's reading in John. So, first John seemed to be betwixt and between in two different ways, the past and the future with all of the apostles, the original apostles no longer present, and also between a rock and a hard place with the Gnostics and those who were remaining faithful to what you and I would probably call meat and potatoes Christian religion. You know what that's like, don't we, you and I? What it's like being betwixt and between and being in hard places. The most obvious current example is probably the pandemic, the pre-pandemic when we, which we now talk of as normal, and betwixt and between whatever comes later, whatever that new normal is or whatever, if we can even call it a new normal. And in our personal lives, you fill in the blocks. There's so many ways to be betwixt and between and to be a, between a rock and a hard place. Someone has said that we don't live in the past, we don't live in the future, but always in the now, the continual now, which is, <laughs> at least in my experience, and I would wager in yours, being betwixt and between in all of our lives, its certainties and its uncertainties. But beloved, we're not alone. God the Father would answer the prayer of God the Son, the high priestly prayer, come Pentecost. The prayer that Jesus gave in today's gospel reading to protect his followers and to protect the followers for particular reasons. You may have noticed it in that reading, the two words, so that. Protect them so that. And he gave out several reasons. The one that I'm going to focus on today, because I think it fits the other lessons, is so that they, you and I, so that they may be one as we are one and, all, and with each other. So God did not leave the apostles on their own, as God did not leave the church of the second and third century on its own. Just so God is with us. God has not left us on our own. The apostles received the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. There are two accounts 
of what Pentecost was like. One, one in the gospel where Jesus, the risen Jesus, appears in the upper room where the apostles are, and he breathes on him. If you'll remember that occasion, he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. There is the other account in the Acts of the Apostles where Pentecost is a much more dramatic experience where the the apostles began teaching in tongues that they had not studied at Central Florida or at at Stetson or Florida State. Um, Languages that that they had not known and also the descent of tongues as of fire on their heads, symbolizing the presence of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, is what the bishop's mitre is also to indicate, that we are people of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't look like a flame necessarily. It takes a little bit of imagination. So the apostles received the the presence of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. We receive the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in the Holy Spirit at holy baptism. When we are, you remember the language, sealed in the Holy We are strengthened at holy confirmation. We are strengthened with holy communion. We are strengthened by in the power of the Holy Spirit every time we participate in one of the sacraments of the church. So, beloved, we have God's protection. The strength of God's Holy Spirit, whatever it is that constitutes our betwixt and between, whatever the rocks and hard places are for us, now and forever. In the words of the Lord himself, lo, I am with you always. So God has already answered our prayer on this seventh Sunday of Easter. So let us today share in the blessed sacrament today, giving thanks to the God who does not leave us comfortless, but sends the Holy Spirit to strengthen us now and for the long haul. Until that time, as we prayed, until that time when the Holy Spirit shall exalt us to that place where our Savior Jesus Christ has gone before. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.